Hi, I'm Ann Matthews. And I'm Doran Greenwood, and you are listening to Civic Talk. We're joining forces, combining our years of experience as journalists and government hacks, and now amateur podcasters, to bring you a podcast about the public services we use every day. We want to pull back the curtain on how innovative public services are designed. We'll talk to the policymakers and the service innovators about what inspires them. So come take a peek inside the ivory tower with us. For those of our listeners who are political junkies, you may or may not be aware of an unusual electoral process going on in California right now. Governor Gavin Newsom is in jeopardy of losing his job, all because of a recall. We wanted to learn more about what a recall is, how it works, and what it can mean for Governor Newsom. Joining me now is Ben Christopher. He covers politics and elections for Cal Matters. Ben, tell me more about Cal Matters and what you do sure. there. So Cal Matters is a nonprofit news outlet that covers all things California politics and policy. Uh, we are spread out across the state uh, working from home. I am in Oakland, California, and I am the elections and political reporter. And that's why we're talking to you today, because California is in the midst of a recall. Can you uh, explain for our listeners what a recall is? Sure. So a recall is, it comes from a otherwise kind of obscure provision of the California Constitution, which allows voters to uh, essentially fire a uh, elected official, whether it's a governor or a mayor or a city council member and so on, um, before their term is up. Um, here in California, we have set term limits and for governor, it's four years. And so normally we just have gubernatorial elections every four years. but. There is this provision in the state constitution that if you gather enough signatures, um, you can hold what's called a recall election, which is essentially an up or down vote, whether you, it's, a, it's a, a vote of confidence, I guess, to put it in Canadian terms, um, that would uh, potentially see the current governor, Gavin Newsom, uh, preemptively fired, I guess, uh, earlier than his term would otherwise expire next year. Right. So we'll get to uh, what triggered this particular recall, but just for historical purposes, how how common is it for recalls to happen and or have they happened in California? So at the gubernatorial level, they are it's not common for them to actually take place. It is very common for people to try. So because there is this uh, a signature uh, uh, gathering requirement, it's very common to see uh activists try to recall a sitting governor, but it's actually only uh, gotten to the ballot once before. That was in 2003, and it was successful. And in fact, um, some of your audience might know that uh, California, one of its governors was uh, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator. That's right. the way he was able to become governor was through the 2003 recall election. And so we have done this once before. And uh, here we are again. All right. So here we are today in the midst of a recall. What triggered it? What triggered the recall of uh, Governor Gavin Newsom? So it's uh, (laughs) there are a number of ways to answer that question. I guess just to preface this, uh, unlike many other states which do have recall provisions, California does not have a requirement that the 
the governor or the elected official who is the subject of the recall to have gauged in any kind of malfeasance or illegal activity. So there's no actual uh, constitutional rationale necessary to recall someone. So, so just to put that out there. And in fact, this current recall, it started with a petition that began um, prior to the pandemic, or at least the pandemic really becoming a major focus of life and public policy in California. And so when you look at the that initial petition that was circulated to uh, put the recall on the ballot, it doesn't refer to the coronavirus because that really wasn't on anyone's radar, although arguably it should have been. This was in February 2020. Uh, it refers to uh, the governor's uh, handling of criminal justice policy. He he put a moratorium on the death penalty. He has engaged, you know, enacted other policies that are uh, typically uh, denounced by Republicans who who make up a, about a quarter of the electorate here. And so there was nothing particular about this recall that had to do with the coronavirus. But I think it's fair to say that this wouldn't it wouldn't have been successful had we not. Um, had had the pandemic not uh, uh, come to California, and and that's for a number of reasons. One is just the fact that um, in response to the pandemic, the governor was, I think it's fair to say, unusually aggressive among state governors in imposing um, restrictions on public life, in business, on gatherings, and so forth. And that was actually quite quite popular in the first few weeks or in and months of the pandemic. But as the months wore on. Um, I think it became uh, quite a bit more controversial with, with a, great, a lot of frustration among the electorate, uh, which helps kind of fuel this, this recall effort. And then on top of that, there's a sort of a procedural reason relating to the pandemic that, that explains why we have a recall now. The, the petitioners went before a judge and asked for an extension on the amount of time that they could have to gather these signatures. Uh, because of the pandemic, because it's harder to gather signatures when you have to socially distance and, and people aren't you know, gathering in, in large meeting places where, where petitioners might otherwise target. And so because they were given a few additional months that helped them um, get to the, the requisite number of signatures that they needed, which was about one and a half million signatures. Wow, and then, one and a half million. They got that many. They actually got 1.7, I believe. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it, it, it's a lot in pure terms, but remember in California, we have 40 million people living here. We have 23 million elected, uh, uh, registered voters, I believe. So it's a, it's a fairly small portion of the electorate, but yes, it's, it, that's a lot of signatures, a lot of dissatisfaction with the governor. One other thing that I would, I, I have to mention if we're talking about the recall is that just, in fact, the same day that the judge offered this extension on the petition um, uh, deadline, there was this, uh, maybe you've heard of French, the French Laundry. It's a very fancy, Oh, yes. Yes. It's French Laundry yeah. Meal. Yeah, the, the French Laundry Gate, I guess. Um, it, uh, the governor went to a, a, a meal uh, at a very fancy restaurant in Napa County, which is kind of renowned for, for wine, wining and dining and, and, and the wine industry in California. He was there with a, a number of lobbyists. He didn't have a mask on. And this was at the time uh, just when, when the governor was calling on every Californian to not do exactly that, not to go to fancy restaurants or any restaurants, not gather with friends, because always wear a mask. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> exactly. And so I think, uh, you know, nothing gets a, a politician in trouble like some obvious hypocrisy. And once those photos started circulating, I think that kind of fired up 
the recall effort as well. So I think it's all of these factors. It's the pandemic, it's this extension of the deadline, it's the French laundry, and that's what has culminated in this uh, pretty unusual situation where we are potentially going to recall our governor. Okay, so now can you actually explain how it works, how he's on sort of one side, like the yes versus no, because we see mm-hmm. lawn signs saying vote no or vote yes on the recall. So can you just explain the actual machinations of sure. what happened? On, and I think it's on September 14th. Isn't that it, right? The the polls close on September 14th in California. We have a, a long tradition of early voting as well. And so people have been getting their ballots in the mail. Uh, for weeks now. But yeah, the last day to vote will be September 14th. Okay. Um, and so what is, ex, can you explain for our listeners how the vote actually works? Sure. Yeah. And this is, I mean, if your listeners are confused by this, they are in good company with a lot of California voters too, who are completely baffled <laughs> by this, which I can attest to because I got emails from them all the time. Um, but yeah, so the, the mechanism is kind of unusual. It's a two-part question. On the ballot, there are actually two questions. The first is that yes or no. Do you or do you not want to recall the governor? And recall means to, to remove him. And so if you vote yes, then you are voting to get rid of Gavin Newsom. And if you vote no, then you're voting to keep him. The second question is, if the governor is recalled, who should replace him? And what's a little confusing about that is that regardless of how you vote on that first question, you are still entitled to vote on the second question. So even <laughs> if you don't want the governor to be recalled, you still have a voice in choosing who would replace him if he is recalled. To make matters even more confusing, Governor Gavin Newsom cannot and is not listed uh, is not listed on that list of replacement candidates. The, the part of California law is that on a recall election, you can't run to replace yourself. Right, you can't um, re- replace Gavin Newsom with Gavin Newsom. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And so what that all means is, or, or to get into the mechanics of it, the governor will be recalled if 50% or more of the electorate votes yes on that first question. So if that if, if 50% or more vote no, or, or if more than 40, 50% vote no on the first question, then it's over and all the votes on the second question are irrelevant. If 50% or uh, of the electorate, more than 50% of the electorate votes, votes yes, then it goes to that second question. And whoever gets the most votes on that second question will become the next governor. And what's kind of unusual about that is, well, for one thing, there are 46 names on the replacement candidate. It's very easy to run oh for my office. goodness. It's very easy to run for office in California. Most of these people are people who, who no one knows, uh, unless they're friends or family, presumably they know them, but <laughs> most of these people are not household names. There are maybe four or five people who, who maybe have a chance of actually becoming the governor, but really, uh, we're just talking about a, a handful. But because they're unlike in 2003, which I mentioned the last recall, where we had Arnold Schwarzenegger, who everyone on earth has heard of, there's no Arnold Schwarzenegger on this on this ballot. And so it's quite likely that the winner of, uh, of that second question will be someone who doesn't get a majority of the vote, who maybe gets 20, 25, 30% of the vote. And so what's kind of unusual about that is you could have a situation where just this is totally hypothetical, but let's say the recall uh, is successful, but very narrowly, which most polls suggested is pretty narrow. So let's say 49% of Californians vote no, meaning that they want to keep Gavin Newsom as, 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 the, uh, as the governor. That means the recall is successful. 
And let's say the winner of the replacement candidate is a guy named Larry Elder, who is in fact at the top of the polls, and he wins 25% of the electorate. That means that the person who got 49% of the vote effectively is, not, is going to lose the governorship and be replaced with someone who gets 25% of the vote. See, that's the part that I find mind boggling. And you're, you're not alone. <laughs> a lot of people find that pretty odd. Is there, wh- which way is the wind blowing these days? You kind of alluded to what's going on in the polls. So what are the the chances of Gavin Newsom holding on to his, you know, his seat? So at the moment, uh, most polls show that um, more Californians than not do not want to replace Governor Gavin Newsom, but most polls show it to be pretty close. So it it could be something like uh, 52% to 48 or 51 to 43 with a lot of people undecided, but it's going to be very, very close. And I think there is just a huge amount of uncertainty around this, partly because uh, this is an odd time to have an election. Normally in the United States, we have regularly scheduled elections for the for the governor. It's every four years. It's in November, uh, the you know, the first uh, the first Tuesday of November, and so um, it's just sort of an odd time. So it, so the question is, well, this is what the the surveys show, but who's actually going to vote? I and was on- just about to ask you about voter turnout. Yeah, so that's I think that's um, where all the focus is right now, especially from the governor's campaign. There's a tremendous focus on just turning out the vote because again, there's maybe a stereotype of California as this very progressive, liberal, democratic place, and that is true by the numbers in the sense that Democratic registered Democrats outnumber registered Republicans almost two to one. We haven't had a, a Republican win a statewide race since 2006. So it is a very democratic state, but the question is, will, will the Democrats actually show up to vote? And because Democrats tend to skew younger, tend to skew uh, lower income, tend to skew uh, less white, um, for all those reasons, you tend to have lower Democratic turnout in sort of off-year or odd elections. And this is certainly an off-year and an odd election. We're voting in the middle of September in 2021, which is pretty weird. So. But then another wrinkle there is that, again, every California, every Californian uh, who is registered to vote will be getting and has gotten a uh, a ballot in the mail. This is sort of a holdover from a policy introduced uh, last year during the height of the pandemic. So every voter got a, a ballot in the mail. So it's a little bit harder to kind of figure out, well, what's turnout going to look like? Because it's, it's pretty easy just to look at your mail and fill it out, mail it back in. And there isn't that much time left in the governor's term anyway. Isn't that right? That's right. So he would be, or he, assuming he uh, survives this recall, he'll be up for re-election once again in November 2022. And uh, you, you actually, a number of the candidates who are running to replace him have already said that they plan to run again in 2022. So in some ways, this is sort of a, uh, a preview of what's to come, uh, assuming the recall is not successful, which we shouldn't assume because it is quite close. It's interesting. Uh, how many people feel that this is a little, I don't even know what the word is, gratuitous. I mean, <laughs> think about the cost. I'm, I, I have no idea how much it costs to run a recall, but I know how much the elections are expensive, they no are, matter what happen. They are expensive. The, the estimates are in the hundreds of millions of dollars, which, you know, in, in a state of California with a $200 billion plus size budget, it's not it's not huge, but I'm, I'm sure um, if you're a county election administrator, you'd rather not spend the resources 
on this necessarily. Um, but you know, obviously, if you're a supporter of the recall, then your argument would be this: uh, this governor is is uh, not suited to be the governor of California, and so it's not it's not worth it to wait that extra year, particularly given uh, the the sort of the urgency around issues relating to the pandemic and so forth. Um, but yes, I mean, certainly uh, that's one of the arguments that the the governor is making that this is. Uh, I mean, the term they use is Republican power grab that Republicans have not been able to successfully win during a regular scheduled election since 2006. And so they're they're using this uh, this other mechanism. But again, this is a for better or for worse. The recall is a, a, a longstanding provision of the California Constitution. So here we are. No one said democracy came cheap, right? <laughs> yeah, or that it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Well, Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to explain how um, the recall works in California. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. That was Ben Christopher. He covers California politics and elections for Cal Matters. To learn more about the upcoming recall, you can visit calmatters.org. That's C-A-L-Matters.org. You've been listening to another episode of Civic Talk. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>